Love Talk Radio. Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, Brian, I tell you what, we have a fantastic show tonight. And Brian, yes, you know sir. What? Yes, sir, I, we do. Yes, I believe a lot of answers will be given to a lot of people tonight. You know how so many people are so quick and, and so easy to give in and throw the towel in and just walk away from 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 issues. Uh, tonight, I, I think all of that's going to change. You know, I totally agree. You know, I've talked to a lot of people who have given up on their dreams. I even put, you know, little tidbits out there on the social networking sites just to see where people are, kind of gauge their their dream-making abilities or their dream realization abilities. And I found that a lot of people give up on their dreams when they don't see anything happening and they don't see themselves moving forward. You know, a lot of people just think that they can't do it or just they just give up, you know. Yeah. But tonight we have an individual that's, on the line, that's going to be on our show that, you know, he is the epitome of don't give up. And, Brian, you know what, I'll, I'll go even farther than that. What if he did? What if he had given up years ago? I mean, so many people have been touched by him. And I, I often send the email out, and I'll send the website so people can go on and look at it. And, and, and in the gym just, just yesterday I was talking about him, and I was telling some of the guys that played college football and professional football, I was telling them about him, and none of them believed me. Mm-hmm. They they even wanted to bet me money that I was joking. I mean, they they wanted to put money on the line, and I could have easily taken their money. So when <laughs> when, when when we one of the guys had a, a laptop in the gym, and he pulled it up, and I gave him the website, and all of them stood there with their mouths open. Yeah. And I said, now what are you complaining about? It changed. <laughs> it changed. Everything changed. Everything changed. And, Brian, before you bring him on, I want to say this to all the listeners. We need to trust God more than we do. We box him in because of our timing. We think that what's going to happen is supposed to happen right now, and we don't trust him enough. Yeah, we'll pick up the phone and call our friends and tell them all about our troubles, and we'll just go back and forth with that. But we don't trust God enough. We don't put things in his hands long enough to let him deal with it. We are always dealing and dabbling in it and trying to do his work. But, Brian, tonight, tonight a lot of people will be set free. I believe that. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I want to go ahead and introduce him and bring him on so we can hear from the man who says, yes, you can. All right. Born into poverty on a North Florida tobacco farm in 1961, Mr. Carl Joseph didn't stand much of a chance in life, even if he'd had a left leg. But through 
strengthened God and unyielding perseverance, he led not only a normal life, but an extraordinary one. And I want, I'm going to stop right there because I want him to tell the rest of his story. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the show tonight Bishop Carl Joseph. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome been... to the Abundant Solutions Hour. All right, all right. I tell you what, we've been waiting on this. <laughs> we have been waiting on this show. I my God, that. my God. You hmm. know, I, I'm just, I was, I think the, when I first came across your information and I sent it to Brian, he called me. No, I think I called Brian. I said, Brian, go to this website. I want you to look at this. Yeah, he called me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the phone was silent. Everything was just, everybody, you know, it, I use your site when people are complaining or when people are down and when people are just going through just simple stuff that, that, that has stolen their joy. I'll send them that and I'll say, okay, now call me back and tell me what's your problem. What's your problem? <laughs> and and when I send that, everything changes. It's nothing. Every I, I haven't had a person to call me back and say, my God, to ignore it and say, well, you know what? My problem is bigger than that. No, no, no. I, I, I'm so sorry. I apologize for calling you with my issues that aren't really issues. My God. Yes. And I just tell you, man, you have really, really touched a lot of people. You've touched my life. And I know you've touched Brian's life, and I and I just mm. know that you're going to touch a lot of people's lives tonight on the line. Yeah, yeah but I, I had to learn that my God is bigger than my problem. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where you serve a mighty good God, and and and, and He can uh, fix all things without a shadow of a doubt. Then you know that, like you said earlier, you've got to have your trust in God. And and that's where we are liking. We don't have enough trust in God. We we trust the system. We trust our friends, and we trust others. When, whereas we should have on, we should have put all of our trust in God. And, and and when we put all of our trust in God, then He said, "With Him, all things are possible." All things. And and that's that's me right there. I I, I given Him all my trust. You know what? I, I'm, I'm I'm listening to you, and and I'm thinking, how do you? And, and a lot of people are thinking this that are going through. Um, you know, they may be experiencing some some turmoil. They may be experiencing some tribulations that we're all going to face. But how do you just give him everything and just and just leave it there? I mean, I think that's the the biggest problem that a lot of us have is how do we take it there and just leave it? Well, the the key thing is uh, we first got to appreciate. Who we are. Wow. <laughs> That's the first thing. And then the second thing is is to do the best we can with what we already have. And if we can lock those two things in, then God give us the rest. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The the key part of that he says appreciate who you are. <laughs> And you know, when you look at when you look at an individual like Mr. Carl Joseph, you have to wonder. And, and well, you know, it's no wonder to me because I understand where his foundation was built. You know, it's it's evident. But you have to wonder 
how was he able to get past what many people would say would be a an impediment or a you know something how, how did you get past not having what everybody else had I didn't look at my circumstance I just did with what I had with the best of my ability you know what what let me ask you this wow um when we want to do something is it is it the physical the physical act of that thing that we want to do is that the hardest part or is it just believing that we can do it which which one it, is it? the believing part of it <laughs> mm. you know the face start with the mind it see really there's there isn't anything hard but we tell ourselves it's hard or we tell ourselves we we can do it in life, it's just like sitting in a chair if you don't really think about it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Amen. I, I didn't sit down one day and say, well, I'm, I'm going to see, can I hop on one leg? I just did. Wow. Just and, and, and you just did it, and, and you were able to slam dunk and everything. Yes, God, God blessed me to be able to slam dunk with one leg. Uh, uh hey. It, the, the, the most uh, the amazing part of it, uh, it, it wasn't about, you know, putting on a show or anything. He just gave me the ability. And I just always, see, I came from a, 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 a familyhood where my mother always taught us to do your best. And it doesn't matter what it was, you just do your best. And she strived on that with her children. Do your best. Now, I, I want to ask this question. When you were young, did anybody treat you differently? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just naturally assume that people outside of your family treated you differently. But I mean, like within your family, did you have anybody that say, no, Carl can't do that because he was born with one leg? If, if it was, I never heard it. Uh, I tell you this, uh, I, I did get a... Uh, Radicule. I did get uh, picked on and talked about. I also got knocked down a lot of time by, you know, my so-called friend. But yet it just made me a better person. And every time that I, I got knocked down, I would always go home and cry as a little young boy to my mother. And she told me, she said, come, you're going to get knocked down many times. But it's not about your knock, getting knocked down. It's, it's all about are you able to get up after your knockdown. Mm-hmm. So every time somebody knocks you down, you get up. You may not have two legs, but believe that you have two legs, and stand up on your own two feet. Every time, man, because she say, all oh, every in your life, you're gonna always get knocked down. But it's not the knockdown. It's are you able to get back up from the knockdown? No, no, no. I tell you what, I, I just. <laughs> it, I, uh, Brian, when 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 Brian saw you dunk, he was like, "Oh my!" I was like, <laughs> I, "I'll tell you, I can't dunk. Never have been able to dunk, you know." And so, I'm gonna tell you, I was just a little bit jealous. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit, you know. But what that speaks to is just the fact that, you know, people always talk about what they can't do. 
I always, I can't dunk. I can't dunk. Well, I believe I can dunk now. Well, hey, amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't know, Brian. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'm not gonna put limits on you, but hey. you got to pull out from under that table, though. Yeah, I, I got, I, I got to get myself in shape to dunk. Yeah. that's all. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of part of the doing as well. Yeah, you know, um, you know, preparing yourself mentally. We have so many children. Uh, Brian and I, we go all over the place speaking to kids, and we we talk to them about HIV, AIDS, and awareness, and we talk to them about just. Uh, Communication skills, which a lot of a lot of our youth don't have, actually uh-huh. a lot of our adults don't have the communication right. skills. It's and not imperative anymore. Right, right, <laughs> right. And you know, we try to go out and, and do the best that we can with with what we have. And we and we, you know, people are always asking us how and what is the the, the motivating factor behind what you're doing. I know you're not getting paid a lot of money, and, and actually we were never getting paid much. Yeah, we, we didn't we didn't request any money. We right. were just spending you know weeks at a time you know going into the jails and going into the detention centers and speaking to the youth. And one thing that we found that they lacked more than anything was preparation. My God. They 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 didn't know how they wanted to do anything, and they couldn't tell you what they wanted to be. The only thing that they could say is. I want to be rich, and that's it. That's it. Well, how well how are you going to do it? No, nope, no, 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 no clue. It was <laughs> everything. Most of the time, it was illegal. It was you know to, to become rich. They were wanting to do things that was just you just couldn't do. Right. But we learned from them that they were never placed in a position to see it the right way. Right. And so what we did was we did a lot of role playing with them, and we made we turned a lot of the guys, and we gave them the responsibility of judges and lawyers and police officers, and 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 they enjoyed it. They 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 never felt that type of power. Right. And it was it was just awesome. Uh, my question is, how should our youth? What what are some of the things that you've learned in your life as far as preparation? What well, preparation in 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 my in my era uh, was very important. Uh, coming from a, a poor community, as you said earlier, uh, um, we had my mother had ten kids. All of us, we had to uh, go out in tobacco fields, go out into peaches in peach fields, watermelon fields, corn fields. So that will prepare me for life, being responsible. And, and and knowing that we didn't have a father, and she always instilled that you got to be independent. And, and she always told her, don't never depend on other folks to give you anything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 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 those 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 uh those things they stuck with me. So as I was growing, I always uh, was able whatever I done, I was able to do. I was blessed to be good in it. Let me say it that way. Whatever I did, God just blessed me to be good. And I, I used to be managers in fast food restaurants. I always had number one restaurant. Uh, whatever I did, coaches, I won championships. I've done it all. So God just blessed me because my mother, she instilled uh, me of hard works. And, and these kids today don't know what hard work is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they get these video games. <laughs> 
they lived in this fantasy, <laughs> and 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 then not, and also, uh, I thank God that for my mother that she taught us about the word. You know, she said you can only go so far with your talent, but the word will take you further than your talent. And then the Bible also so wherever uh, uh, wherever your heart is, where your treasure is, whatever you do from your heart, it brings forth the treasure anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you love your job and you're not looking for the, the money of it and you're just doing it out of the goodness, God's going to reward you for that. He's going to have people coming your way. He's going to bless your ministry. He's going to bless your business if you do it from your heart with righteousness involved. you got to be right in what you're doing. And if, if it's about helping his people, he will bless it, God. He will bless it. But I, I tell the young folks, uh, 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 if you have a dream, just don't dream. Wake up out of your dream. And, and, and put some action behind. It. <laughs> Amen. Long as you just got a dream, you're gonna be still. You're, you're gonna still dream, but you need to come out of your dream. The scripture tells us, "Work without faith is dead, and faith without work is dead." So you gotta imply both of them. <laughs> you just can't have faith in something and, and don't do anything about it. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's, so many people they they hear that and they think. Um, all I have to do is believe it's going to happen. And it's no, no, happen. no, 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 you got to be working. <laughs> yes, you got to be working, Doc. You got to be working. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, so it, it, so many of our, we, we, we're talking about youth, but we've been talking about youth for so long, and, and now we're learning, uh, we're learning that a lot of our youth, they really don't understand. Uh, we have so many women saying, I want to get married. I want a husband. And uh, it's sad to say, I'm sad to say this, but a lot of them aren't prepared for one. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have the teaching like they had in, in the 50s and the 60s. You don't have the mothers in the church that teach those morals like they, did, like they used to. You know, everybody's for themselves now. And you know it's 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 an open world, and you you were here. Uh, uh, they call career women's. They don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All about the career now. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, you know, God really gave woman her first ministry was her home to be a wife to a husband to 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 supervise her children and to yeah and to teach them. You know, but we 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 stray we are straying away from the Bible, and we are, are, are operating in the world system. Yeah. And, and and like as you said, women are not prepared to be wives, and and men are not prepared, not prepared to be husbands because they don't have the fathers in the house like they used to. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing the the divorce rate just going through the roof. Especially in the church Wow And that's the saddest thing And you know what When we go out and talk to the kids A lot of the, the little boys that are that are in trouble or, or going through some things The first thing that they say is Why should I go to the church I see I see them doing worse things than what I'm doing I might as well just stay away You're right That's and what that's, they're saying and that's, what, and that's what You know Sometimes we are as close to uh, Jesus As some of them will ever even know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but 
but you know what? We wanted to, we wanted to ask you um, what was it like to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? We we saw uh, that, and congratulations. We we we. I tell you what, that's just awesome. Truly, it was awesome. Uh, it was uh, uh, wordless. <laughs> just say, um, I would never imagine. Uh, uh, being in the Hall of Fame along with Emmett Smith and all those greatness out of Florida, mm-hmm. uh, went on and played in NFL. And to be among the elite, uh, that's a blessing from God all by itself. And just to play sports with one leg and uh, just to done, you know, you know, God look at the small things and how well you do with the small things. And he'll take that small thing that you do and, and, he'll, and he'll make it great. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And you know, I really, I, to be honest, I just when I played football in high school and college and all that, I just gave my best. I didn't expect no, you know, no awards and all this. Even though I have so many awards, you know, but it wasn't about the awards. It was about doing my best. Mm. Every play, doing my best. On my job, doing my best. Now you're just a record on the field. <laughs> you were reckless, now. I see you line up. At, I, I, saw, I saw you line up at line by, at, at a linebacker's position, and I, I was, I was, I, how? You, you know what, Greg? It's funny because when I saw it, I was like, okay, he just sacked the quarterback, and the first thing that came to my mind was, I wonder how bad that offensive lineman feels to know that he got beat. For the, by the block by a man that was hopping on one leg. That's a whole bunch of them, <laughs> That's a whole bunch of man. <laughs> hey, and, and you know what? You, you, you now I play I play a little ball too, but I could tell I could tell that I could tell by the way you know your your, your body language that that you, you said some things when you were playing. Now it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love to talk now. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my main things, talk, talk trash now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. could tell, I could tell. I said, oh, my goodness. There's no telling what he's telling those guys because <laughs> you didn't beat him just one time. It was one, You just yeah. beat him all night long. <laughs> yeah, it's all about consistency. Yeah. <laughs> being consistent. Yeah, about being consistent now. <laughs> And how much what, what, is, how much is it uh, how much does uh, confidence come into play in 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 life just in general how much does confidence what, what do you think about confidence confidence comes in all of it you got to have confidence confidence determines your level of playing or participating or whatever you do in life you got to have confidence if you take confidence out to play man you you just a deadbeat mm-hmm. I mean even in business you got to be you got to have confidence in your business. Confidence and faith to me is they they like twins. <laughs> mhm. You know, you really can't tell the difference but they just got different names. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, I was gonna say, what inspired you to play sports? It, it, it was a hereditary thing in my family. My family was great athletes. My uncles all down the line and I was fortunate as a young child to go see them play. And uh, uh, then my older sister, they had boyfriends that played quarterback and running back. So, you know, that, that kind of care fed into all that. Mm-hmm. And obviously they were very athletic because, I mean, hey, not many people with two legs and 
great athletic ability make it to the Hall of, of say any Hall of Fame. That's true. That is true. You know, but the other thing that was that was very interesting about your story is that you went on to play football in college. Right. Right. Now we know in high school. I mean, you can play football in high school, and most people play football in high school, and they never make it to college. Or if they do, you know, unless they're an elite athlete, they pretty much ride the bench. Exactly. exactly. You know, but how did? I'm, I guess my question is, how did the other folks that were sitting on the bench, how did they feel when you when you hit the field? Uh, in, college, uh, in college? Yes. Oh, well, I guess they was all like surprised. You know, they went for, they heard about the story, but you know, the reality setting. Okay, this guy, he's here. Uh, we heard so much about him. We want to see is he everything what the, the media has said about it. Uh, we're gonna look. We're gonna see. Uh, man, uh, going to cook. When I went to Cookman, I'm telling you, they watch not just watch me on the field. I, the whole college will be at our football practice. The whole college will follow me through the cafeteria. I'm telling you, for two years they just follow me everywhere I went, just following me. And I'm like, I'm Moses or uh, Abraham, <laughs> you know, whoever. <laughs> so, and, and they were just, you know, but. You know, and I, I and through that I heard God told me say, when I when you work for me, I will have the same results. Wow. My God. And you know, I was just going to ask you, do you think uh, that God handpicked you? Because He could have told yes, you. Yes, yeah, but not a shadow of a doubt. He, he could have. All with one leg. Check this out. All with one leg. I can't steal because I'm obvious. In little Yeah. I can't do criminal things because who can get away that thing on one leg? Oh, Joseph. <laughs> so God made me special and he limited me on things I couldn't do that most people probably would get away with. Wow. I said, God, you made me special. You made sure I didn't do those things. Mm, mm, mm. And you know what? It, it's just... What you just said was so powerful about the things that he limited that you couldn't do. You didn't say anything about the things that he limited that you could do. Yeah, yeah. The and negative aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and speaking of negativity and, and the aspect of a person uh, speaking, you know, we can speak negative to ourselves. We, sometimes Absolutely. We yeah, we always blame other people, but sometimes. Always. We, yeah. When we can't do something, we the first thing we do is we look to blame someone. And if we really just monitor our own language and monitor our own thoughts, we're, mm-hmm. we're our own problem. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. You're so right. You're so right. But yeah. I tell you what, you are, you, are, you are such a blessing to so many different people. And myself, I'm trying to do this show with my cell phone is just going. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody's wanting, wanting to want me to ask you questions, and I'm like, well, call in. You can ask him yourself. You can talk to him. He'll, he'll answer your questions. <laughs> but but I'll, I'll, I'll ask this. Um, it's a young lady on one of the, I think it's Facebook. She, she wanted me to ask you. She's been struggling with uh, thoughts of suicide. My God. And um, she's always, I'm trying to, I don't want to read it word for word, but she's, she says that she's always been the one that everybody didn't think she could do anything, and, and it just seems like everywhere she goes, people just just feel that way and they treat her that way. 
Um, she wants to know what is it that she can do to, to, to change this. First of all, she got to uh, believe in herself. No one's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. It starts with you. If when, when I started believing in me, guess what? The world started believing in me. We we now committing suicide. Suicide it comes from a sign of being loneliness. That's the number one sign. All right, she need to get out that lonely stage and start applying something positive within herself. Uh, for an example, uh, just walk around and, and tell you, or look in the mirror and say, "I look good. I am somebody." That's right. Just keep telling yourself, "I look good. I am somebody." And I promise you, if she say that over and over again, then she would, then her inner man or her inner spirit will receive that because there's a positive word, and a positive word brings forth life. You know, and and what you're saying is just right on point with our, you know, especially with our youth today, because, you know, Greg and I, like we said before, we go out and we talk to a lot of youth, and a lot of them are dealing with things in their past. A lot of them are dealing with things in their present that they're going through. And, you know, what kind, What would you tell somebody who is going through something right now? What would I tell someone who's going through something right now? First thing I would tell that person, do you believe in what you're going through? Wow. Exactly, and I would ask the question, uh, if you don't know, then why are you going through it? Mm. Thirdly, there's there's something there's some, there's a, you can focus your thinking towards something else other than what you're going through. You God gave every person a gift. Mm-hmm. That person needs to find his or her gift and focus towards that gift that God gave that individual. It's your gift that t- bring you through God. It is your gift. He gave every person a gift. And why did he give you a gift? Because that gift is going to determine what it's going to do, how you're going to end in your life. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I always heard people say that you are bigger than your situation. You are! <laughs> and he's bigger than all of it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And being made by him, you got favor of him. <laughs> wow. 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 I'll tell you what, Brian, let's, I see we, we, we have a call if you want to go to him. Yeah, we got a couple of the lines are starting to light up now. All right. Well, let's start off with the 205 area code. 205, you're on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. 205. All right, maybe they're just listening in, and that's just fine. Ron Birmingham. Yeah, that's Birmingham. <laughs> All right, we have another caller from the 908 area code. Caller, you're live. Hello. Hey. How you doing? Hi, hello, hello, how you doing? You're doing good. Thank you for calling in. Um, I just am 
baffled by the things that I'm hearing, how excited our guest is tonight. Just wanted to know what is it that keeps you so motivated and and, and enthused about, I guess, just like period? Well, what it is, you know, even I, myself, I look back over my life. I don't look at the negative things in my life. I look at the positive things over my life. And then also I look at the things, when I look over my life, I look at the person who, 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 who helped me to where I am today. And then sometimes I look and I say, wow, that's incredible. Every now and then I have to read my own story. Every now and then I have to look at the, the DVD or whatever and say, wow, a guy with one leg and he achieved all these things? I mean, what, why should I complain? Why should I feel have pity for myself? I mean, there are people that I grew with. There are people I played ball with in college and, and, and so on that uh, uh, God gave me favor. God 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 able me to do things uh, better than the guys with two legs. And, I, and that's enough just to stay motivated. You know, just having one leg and accomplishing all these things. I, to me, that's just enough to be motivated. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What, what call you know, I don't understand. Like and I looked at all the awards over over my walls, and 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 I and I said, my my my. It just keeps me going, but what really keeps me going, the love of God keeps me going. It is the love of God keeps me going. Hmm. And and even when even I still have folks still uh, criticizing. I still have folks saying, ah, oh, you 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 not gonna be. Folks are still telling me this today. But, see, I don't live off of what folks tell me. I live off what God has proven to me in the past. Say, I was with you when you did this. I was with you when you did that. You just continue to believe on me and let those folks keep on criticizing. And you've got to have critics. You've got to have enemies because they one what elevates your life. Wow. That is good stuff. <laughs> Caller, I I'm gonna have to use that, Mr. Yeah. Joseph. I'm telling you. <laughs> Caller, uh, hey, I made myself sometimes, Doc. When I watch over my life, it's good to look over your life every night, day. <laughs> Caller, and I don't see where the Lord brought you from. <laughs> you know what, Caller? I don't know if you had a chance to go to his website. It's uh, GreatSportsStory.com, and there's some videos on there of him playing sports. There's some videos of on, on him on there, uh, dunking and 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 every high jumping. Back and, oh man! Yeah. Every time I send that email out, or every time I talk with someone, the first thing that they say is impossible. Yeah. Impossible. There's a there's a scripture there's a scripture in the Bible, and the Bible the Bible's read about Paul Paul was talking to God because he had a throne in his flesh. And he went to God three times to remove that, that throne in his flesh. And then the third time he got an answer, he told Paul that my grace is sufficient. And Paul was content. No matter what your circumstances are, when you got God, you are overcome achiever in all aspects of life. Mm. You know, I actually just paused to go and watch the uh, the ESPN clip of you again, and uh-huh. <laughs> every time I see it, I'm like, wow. 
But it's all for the glory of God. I will, I will never uphold the glory or the credit. He used me to let the world know he is still doing miracles. Even in his critical time, he's still doing miracles. All we have to do is just continue to have faith and believe. Is our caller still there? Was the caller still there, Brian? Yes, yes. Did you have have another question or comment for him? Um, No, I I guess he answered it. I wanted to let him know that he definitely takes his excuses away from myself personally for just, um, you know, anything in my life that has been stopping me from moving forward. Um, You know, you really, it's just an amazing story. We're actually online now. Thank you, Jerry. And it's, it's definitely, definitely a blessing to see someone with um, physical restraints, and it just makes the things in my personal life seem very, <laughs> um, <laughs> the word, meaningless. It's just minute. Minute, yes, minute. <laughs> word of the week <laughs> compared to the, to the triumph that this individual has overcome. So I really appreciate your story, and thank you for just being who you are because you really helped me eliminate a lot of the um, minute <laughs> uh, boundaries in my life. Amen. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. But, but you know, the thing that's so compelling, and thank you, caller, for calling in, is that with Mr. Joseph, I don't see him having, you know, a physical impediment or ailment or disability, you know, because he's done with his one leg better than people with two legs have. My God. I mean, again, you got to think about this. This is an individual that lettered in football, track, basketball, went on to play college ball, I mean, and started at middle linebacker and dunked. And, I mean, when you really think about it, okay, maybe football – Maybe basketball, but track? You see, so I don't see his uh, situation as being a physical disability because, you know, it's very apparent that he had wonderful ability. Amen. You know, and if I may say, I, I truly believe that his position is he was able to do it because he used, like he said earlier, what he had. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I always tell people, I say, God has given you everything you need. Already. Already. <laughs> and, and, it's just and, up and to you to use it. It's up to you to use it. And, I mean, that couldn't be more relevant and evident in, than in the life of Mr. Carl Joseph. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> you know we have another caller, Greg. I want to go, go ahead, to. Go ahead, you got something to say? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I want to go to the caller in the nine five. Four area code caller, you're on live. Uh yes. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Uh yes. I just want to say first of all, I think you guys are doing a marvelous job with this show. Thank you. Well, thank and, you. And and I, I think it reaches people who think they have or probably believe they don't have any other hope. And I think by you all being here, it allows them an opportunity to bring things out that have probably been tearing away at them for a long time. Yes, sir. Yes. And 
And just, just to piggyback a little bit what I was hearing earlier about our gifts from God, uh-huh. we, 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 we certainly have gifts from God. That's right. And, and we, we, we need to learn how to find them. Exactly. We, we spend too much time complaining and saying what we don't have. Mm-hmm. And if you just stop for a moment and get off the world for a moment that's spinning so fast, you'll see what you're missing. Okay. And also you'll see what you have. Exactly. Uh, and thank you for adding that. You'll see what you already have. That's right. And, 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 and it's sitting right in front of you. Absolutely. And and I was in church just last Sunday. You know, we spent so much time, again, looking at our situations. My pastor, Reverend Victor T. Curry, Miami, Florida, New Birth uh, Baptist Church, he stated something during the sermon that blew me away. And it said, he said, you know, we spend so much time looking what we're going through. But if we spent time looking where we're going to, those are the champions right there. Those are the champions. Absolutely. And, and, that, and that, that, that moved me when he said that. I mean, wow, that what a statement to make. That if you just look at where you're going to, you wouldn't have time for sorrow. That's right. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have time to look at what your situation is because you're too busy trying to reach the goal you're going to. That's right. Of the ultimate prize. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you, I, and, you know, someone said something earlier. I think I came in on the tail end of it. But they were talking about these young folks today. See, these young folks don't feel like they have anything to go to. And that's why a lot of them are so lost right now. And I, I've had the, the opportunity and the pleasure to work with juveniles the past 20 years in my career. Hmm. And to sit there, and I see these juveniles, because I work with them in the school system. I've actually went from the correctional system working with them to law enforcement, now to the school system. I've had all three encounters. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, man, these kids really need some guidance. They really need some direction and guidance. And even the worst ones. And it really it moves my heart because I work. I'm in I'm in law enforcement, but I I have an opportunity to work in the schools. My assignment is in the school system. I had a student come up and tell me how he disliked law enforcement. He can't stand the police. And I said to him, "Well, I'm a police officer. Why you like me?" Because he said to me, he said, "You know, I can't stand the police, but I like you, deputy." And I was like. Well, what, why you like me? I'm the police. He say, because you different. And I'm like, no, you just know my heart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why you like me. See, it's the uniform that you don't like. You don't know the person in the uniform till you get exactly. to work with them. Exactly. And, man, I don't mean to take up all the time in your show, but I just, I just got to say this. You know what? We really, really, we need, you know, we have a lot of talkers. That's right. Uh, we have a lot of talkers that say, oh, we need to work with kids, we need to work with kids. Let me tell you something. If we want to turn America around, we better start doing just that. We better start doing that. We better reach out to these kids and give them some guidance, even when they mess up and even when they fall. Yeah, we, we, we need to guide them. 
you know, and I'm telling you, man, because it is important because they are our future tomorrow. And you know what? If we gave them something to look forward to other than what they see on TV with the bad economy, the wars, and all this other stuff, if we gave them something to look forward to, you know what? They would reach out and get it because these kids are intelligent. Even I find that out my worst kids, the school system, right, the school system, I'm going to close in a second. With the school system think that are bad kids, I have kids that they have wrote written off. And I talk to these kids and I ask them every quarter about their report card and the FCAT scores. And I go talk to these teachers because I mentor a lot of them. And they don't even know I'm mentoring them. They don't even have a clue what I'm doing. And I find out that their test scores are through the roof. These kids are intelligent, man. And we're losing intelligent kids out there to the street. But you know what? I'm going to keep my prayers on them. I'm going to keep my asking God to bless them. And I'm going to keep speaking up for them when they can't speak up for themselves. But you know what? Yeah, Gregory and Brian. Yes, sir. Please keep doing what you're doing. God going to bless your hearts. He already didn't bless you. He going to continue to bless you tenfold because what you're doing is awesome. <laughs> what you're doing is awesome. And I want to know to you both, I appreciate you and I love you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling. Okay. Have a good evening. Thank you. All right. Wow. Yeah. I- <laughs> Look, I feel like we need to take up offering now, man, because, I mean, that was just awful. Well, let me give a quick prayer first. <laughs> that it'll be an overflow. I hear that. I hear that. All right, I want to go to the next caller, boy, because the lines are just filling up right now. Uh-huh. Uh, caller from the 850 area code. You're live. Caller, you there? 850? All right, they may just be listening, and that's just fine. All right, let's go to the next caller. Let's go to the caller in the 954 area code. 954, you're on live. 954. Hello? Hello? You're on live. Hi, yes, um, just listening in, and I just, you know, there are so many different issues going on, and, different things that we need to do, but it, it needs to be the the old concept of it takes a village, and it's nice to hear the deputy speaking and saying that he does get involved and reaches out, and, and he's in the school and he's getting involved, but it needs to really be a village, and it needs to come from all sides. It needs to be the, the neighborhood watching out and, and letting you know how everything is going. It needs to be the teacher being able to contact the parent without getting fussed at or told that they don't know what they're talking about, and it needs to be, you know, just even relatives that have the chance to reach out to you, you know, to speak on the things that you know and pass on some wisdom and, and share your experiences with the youth and really encourage them. And, I mean, that's that's just that's what's needed. It, it needs to be, along with the guidance, it just needs to be, um, you know, that that community feel that we used to have back in the day is kind of mm-hmm. gone. And so, you know, if we could get back to that where everyone's goal and everyone's focus is helping our youth, then, you know, that's how we can see the change. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's part of it. That is part of it. The other part is the Bible tells us that we 
parents ourselves first got to train the child in the way they should go. We have to train them the proper the, the proper uh, 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 life, to train them the, the, the proper way, like they used to do the proper morals and all that. Their parents have gotten away from morals. They don't have the parents like they used to have. That's the truth. Parents have gotten away from morals. The teachers parents have gotten are away very from morals. It starts at home and it spreads abroad. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever child see at home, this is what that child going to do. Mm-hmm. So it starts with the parents, and the parents that we have now, they don't put they don't put any initiative to try to help their children. The ones that I've been involved with. That's definitely true, and I, I think you know a lot of times as well. We, um, you know, you you just mentioned the church, and for a lot of parents, that's not even a an issue. That's not a focal point. That's not a part of life. You know, we'll run our kids to the Optimus Club at seven o'clock Saturday morning, Absolutely. and we'll we'll run our kids to every event, every sporting event. We'll Absolutely. take kids to a concert. But when it comes to getting them to church and church events and youth Bible study and youth events. All of a sudden, mama don't feel like it. All of a sudden, you know, the kids aren't aren't interested. They don't want to go. And, and you know, a lot of times the things that they're doing, they're doing piano lessons and they're doing other things, and, you know, mom wants them to go, dad wants them to go. But when it comes to church and doing the things of God and making sure that that child is raised up in the way that they should go so they won't depart from it when they get older, Absolutely. you know, parents just don't see that as the same priority. I worked as youth director and and youth pastor at a church for months, and I mean, I would be there faithfully and begging parents, please bring your kids. We got we got this going on. We got that going on. We have this going on to the point where I had to just ask them, well, what is it that you will see some value in that your children need to know the word, that your children need to be raised up in the church because this is what's going to keep them. But it just doesn't seem that parents have the same motivation as they do to run behind the Optimist Club. I mean, they'll be the team mother in a minute and the soccer mom, but we just can't get the youth involved in the church. I mean, it, it's just it's something that has really, you know, you just the attendance has decreased. It's almost down to nothing in any church. You know, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah, that is so true. Caller, when that you get so a chance, true. please go to Mr. Joseph's website. Um, it, it's, it's it's awesome. You yeah, I've been posting it on the uh, on Facebook. I mean, you got to see this. You have mm-hmm. to see this. It's this great is sports. It's greatsportsstory.com. Mhm. Great. Well, greatsportsstory.com. And uh, yes, caller, thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. You're, you're, you're probably going to get a call from us after the show, so uh, <laughs> be, be looking out for a phone call. But, thank and, you. And, and let me yes. let me share this with her. And you continue to do what you're doing for the church. Mm-hmm. And keep doing what you're doing. It'll do. Thank you for the encouragement. All right. Thank you. <laughs> all right, all right. And I tell you what, the phone lines are still lit. We're going to go to the next caller, and 954 is hot this weekend. You may have tell to do the prefix, Brian, because there's so many 954s on there. You may have to say the, the three days. All right. Uh, nine five four and it's nine five four three zero five. I'll just give that out. You are on live. How y'all doing today? Hey, how you All doing? All right. 
All right, I kind of disagree with the last caller a little bit because um, it's not just on the parents. The parents can't be around the kids 24-7. I mean, they were in school, they were in aftercare programs or whatever, and sometimes it's not just on the parents. Sometimes sometimes kids, kids be kids, and I can relate because I'm young. And mom, I was raised right. I was raised, I was brought up in a, in a good home, good family, and, you know, I still got in trouble with, I mean, not, not legal problems or anything, but I still got in trouble. I wound up getting shot. And it was only because I followed the crowd that, you know, that was, that was in my neighborhood. I mean, I lived in a rough neighborhood, so I became a product of my, of my environment. And that's what, it all, that's what it all comes to. I don't think that it's just on the parents because parents can't be around the kids 24-7. Well, well, that is true. No parents can be around their kids 24-7, but when they do have the time to be around their kids, they, they, still, have, they still play an important role. Because right. most, if you really look at life, where are they first teaching come from? Mm-hmm. The feeding, the going to the restroom, how to use the, the restroom, all of these come from the parents. All the first teaching comes from the parents. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, call it and if, if, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. And, and they they are the ones who lay down the foundation. They may not be around the parent once they get five, six, seven, eight, but parent parent does play an important role. Mm-hmm. And you cannot take that away. Every life got to have a foundation to it. It is all depend how that foundation is built. Yeah. Determines the child. Right. You know, Carla, have you have you ever been in a situation where if you uh, just would have uh, listened to what Mama said, <laughs> you, you, you know, Elmer, yeah. you know how you know how you uh, Mama tell you, well, don't do this, and you go ahead and do it, and then when you get caught, you're like, she told me not to do this. Told me not to do. I'm telling you that that's became like that's become like a virus in my family. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like everybody in my family, their parents always tell them, "Don't do this, don't do that." I, I had a cousin got killed. You know, his, his mom told him don't go somewhere on the bike, and he wound up getting getting hit on um, on Pembroke Road down here in Hollywood, Florida. And you know what? And, and call it the reason that I said that is, is 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 this: your parents have told you what not to do. That word. Many times. So she's with you all the time. She oh. said the word is with you every time. And I know right. you hear it when you're about to do something. Something will click and they'll say, don't do that. Right. And then you adjust it. If you could justify it, you're going to do it. And mm-hmm. then when you get caught, the first thing that says, something told me not to do this. That's the first thing I said when I got shot. See? I did. A lot of things happen. I let so many people down. But that's okay. You, I wasn't that type of person. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You can always change, though. Absolutely. Don't don't. I've already don't, changed. Yeah. Don't live in the past. Don't live on what you should have, could have, have done a long time ago. That 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 has nothing to do with your future anymore. Right. Just move forward. Just move that's forward. Right. Yeah. Just move yeah. forward and stay on your hands and knees and and listen to Mama, because uh, when you don't listen to the parents, your days are cut short. There Mama told me to call. Mama <laughs> sent me a text message. You need to call. Very <laughs> mm-hmm. <There is> short. <laughs> uh, 
Brian, did you have anything for No, I just wanted to say that, you know, there's something that Greg used to say all the time. He actually still says it. He says, when life comes at you and you've been dealt a certain hand, you got two choices. You can get bitter or you can get better. Yep. That's it, man. And my Somebody mama always said, anything that doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's right. <laughs> so all the situations, all the things you've gone through, you've gone through them for a reason. Because if you didn't go through them, you'd still be in them. <laughs> yeah. It's still, I mean, I know I've, I've, I've matured and I've, I've grown up because my mom called me to this day for advice. Not advice as far as oh, what should I buy or anything. I'm talking about advice as far as raising her kids, you know, so I know I've I know I've matured. You're blessed. That's it. Awesome, awesome. All right, well we thank you for calling in. We got three minutes left. I wanna to try to get to this next caller within the three minutes. But thank we appreciate your call, man. Great you. stuff. Great thank stuff. You. No problem. Thank you. Take care. Have a nice night. Thank you too. All right, we got another caller from the nine five four area code. Nine five four nine three seven. Caller, you're on live. Yes. Um, I think you picked me up again, but that's fine. I said to add something from what I said to you earlier. Oh, this is a deputy. We love this. <laughs> yeah. I, I just had to add something when that young lady called in. She said it takes a village to raise a child. And, you know, I, I do agree with that. And and we the, the school does need reinforcement because I have a lot of parents that will run to that school when they think their child has been hurt or injured. But when you try to get that parent out there for a conference to help turn that child around, you get no phone calls. I've actually had them hang up on us and tell us you deal with them. They're on your time now. Wow. And, 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 and it's so sad because these children actually, I work at an alternative school. They lean upon us for guidance at the school because at home there isn't any. And so we only have them five and a half, six and a half hours a day, and we have to try to reinforce what they're not getting at home. They're not getting it anywhere else but us. Wow. But let me tell you something. I stay after hours. I will go beyond the distance of whatever it takes to help these kids because you know what? As the end of the year approached or some of these kids had to return back to their home school, we showed them so much love, they did not want to leave there. Wow. <laughs> Don't want to leave the alternative school. Huh? They didn't want to leave the alternative school to go back to their regular school. They, some of them cried. Some were mad. Some even wanted to get in more trouble just to stay there. Wow. But I'm going to tell you, man, I, I know my gift in life. I know. I'm going to close with this because I know y'all time short now. I'm going to close with this. I know my gift in life is to reach out and help these youth. And let me tell you, I'm going to do just that to the best of my ability. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so but much. But I thank y'all for putting me back on the air again. I hope I didn't make anybody upset by jumping over them, but thank you. <laughs> no and, problem, And no you problem. all have not heard the last of me, the deputy. I'll be calling in more often. We'll be watching. We'll be watching. I want to thank you, Mr. Joseph. we got about 30 seconds left. I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. And we're going to make sure that we get the information out there. Everybody check out the website. Please do. And I want to say this. Yes, you can. That's 
Right. Don't get caught up in the hype of people saying you can't do this. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you so much for joining us. We ask you to check us out on Facebook, check us out on MySpace, on Twitter, and always, always check us out on Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, God bless you all, and good night. <laughs>